is McKinney property. Well, whoever's property it is, would you mind turning around so I can get out and get dressed? I don't know why you're so shy I done seen everything you got. Ain't nothing to brag about, neither. She laughed, turned, and walked onto the bank. I was pretty upset with myself, but as soon as she turned her back, I was skedaddling out of there and dressing as fast as I could. Okay, I shouted. I'm dressed. You can turn around. When she turned and I got a real good look at her, my mouth fell open. I'd never seen such beauty. Her blonde hair fell to her shoulders. Her sky-blue eyes were wide as if searching for something. Their color seemed to change from a sky-blue to a light green as she spoke. You need to close your mouth. You're going to catch a bunch of flies, she said, stifling a giggle. My name's Dolores McKinney. What's yours? I closed my mouth, feeling my face flush red. I'm Jeremiah Hawkins. That was the beginning of a relationship that was the one thing that kept me sane. We met almost every day at that little creek. We shared our feelings, we shared our dreams, and a few kisses were also shared. And on one cloudy day, we shared something more. For a while, I thought everything was going to be all right. Then on April the 12th, 1861, the United States became embroiled in a civil war. It was one of the most devastating things to ever happen to this country. Of course, with Paul Agamemnon, my three brothers signed up to fight with the Southern cause. When Paul looked at me with those cold, calculating gray eyes and asked, Well, kid, what are you going to do? I couldn't, even if I wanted to, do as he had convinced my brothers to do. I felt completely different about the reasons for the war, and I felt compelled to follow my heart and fight for the Union. I don't think I'd ever seen this side of Paul. Those cold, calculating gray eyes turned almost black as he tried to control his temper. If you do this, he proclaimed, you ain't no son of mine. You'll be the same as dead in my eyes. The thought that ran through my mind at that moment was, I ain't never been your son in all the years I've been alive. Of course, I didn't say it out loud. I knew it was no use to continue to try and explain my feelings, so I turned and walked away. The next day I packed what few belongings I owned, saddled my horse, and rode away. I stopped by Dolores' home, and she was almost as bad as Paul, trying to convince me to follow my brothers. If you don't want to fight for the South, then don't fight at all. Your Paul's going to need your help at home with your brothers gone. And what about you and me? I thought I was special to you. I thought you felt the same about me. I thought we might even get married someday. I do think you're special. You're what's kept me going this past year. Without you, I don't think I could have survived. And marrying has been on my mind for some time now. But you know, and I know with this war looming over us, we could never live in peace until it's over and done with. Please tell me you'll wait until I return. I'll ask you to marry me then. I can't make that promise. Why, you might not come back at all, and where would that leave me? I ain't going to wind up being an old maid. I realized at that moment that I was indeed alone in this world. In all the times that I had spent with this woman, I'd never felt as alone as at this very moment. I didn't say anything to her remark about me not coming back. I put my hat back on my head, turned, walked to my horse, mounted up, and took off. Chapter 3 I could go into a lot of details about the war, but I'm trying real hard to put it out of my mind and behind me. But even though that's what I want to do, I can't seem to do it. The war was one of the worst things that ever happened in my life. The first day on the battlefield is one I'll never forget. 
I thought being mistreated at home was tough, but all the things I'd had to endure on that fateful day was beyond description. Most of the soldiers on both sides didn't have uniforms, and there was really no way to distinguish between the blue and the gray. All we had to go by was the direction they were coming from, and then when they got close enough for hand-to-hand -hand combat, there was no way to tell who was who. Was that man I just killed the enemy or one of my fellow soldiers? When it was over, the lieutenant in charge, one wearing a blue uniform, declared our side the winner. I stood, looking across the field, once a field of wheat now littered with bodies. Many were only injured, and the moans and cries from those men almost broke my heart. The question that kept running through my head was, did I do the right thing, joining up to kill other human beings? And another question was, what are we, fathers, brothers, and cousins, doing fighting and killing or maiming one another? Is this something that couldn't be settled peacefully? Me and